Hi, I'm Sonia, and this is the Simple Organization Solutions Podcast, aka the SOS Podcast. My goal is to help you see and feel all the benefits that organization has to offer, as well as show you the different ways where it can be applied in life on a daily basis so that you can focus on what is actually important to you in life. I'll be discussing different topics, some being organization related and others not so much, but they will all point to the same direction, to mainly declutter and organize your life to fully enjoy it. I hope you follow along on this journey and discover what organization has to offer. Hello, and welcome to the SOS Podcast. For today's episode, I'll be sharing with you my conversation with Christy of Sparks Organizing about kids' papers and kids' toys. Christy is a professional organizer based in Calgary, Alberta, here in Canada. She found great joy in organization while working her corporate job and decided to pursue what brought her peace and calm and help others achieve their goals of creating practical and functional spaces in their own lives. She's the owner and founder of her organizing company called Sparks Organizing, which she started three years ago. Christy is a well-known and respected organizer in the organization community and has been featured on CTV Morning Live, Be Calm, and The Calgary Guardian. She's also a business consultant alongside Melissa from Life with Less Mess and the Organizers Connect membership course designed for those who are just starting an organizing business and are looking for a community and encouragement. Hello, Christy, and welcome. How are you? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time to be a guest on the SOS podcast today. Of course. I'm excited. Let's dive right into it with the two most common themes that come up when the words kids and organization are thrown together in a conversation. Let's start with kids' papers. When of a certain age, kids start getting into drawing, arts, crafts, paints, which is really great. It encourages creativity in children and promotes the idea of being fun and relaxed. However, this also creates piles and piles of artwork and drawings for parents who usually feel obligated to keep them all, being that they haven't been taught or shown what could be done with them. What are the common problems your clients have faced with kids' papers, arts and crafts, etc.? I think some of the major problems is, one, they're just typically scattered in various places of the home. So they're not compiled into one area. And then two, sometimes, you know, as children, they like to hang on to their things and they don't want mommy and daddy to get rid of it or they want everything on the fridge or some sort of display purposes because they're proud of their noodle art or they're proud of the glitter and glue. So I find the the most common problems that my clients have with kids' papers is that they're just everywhere. Which is so true. And kids tend to spread them everywhere, too. (laughs) It's a fantastic way of doing that, yes. So what is the hardest struggle for parents with regards to arts and crafts? I think they just feel guilty if they throw it out. And I think like uh, uh, there's the sentimental factor with it as well. There's a lot of parents that want to keep it because they feel, okay, well, they've put in so much hard work for this and... I feel like I should keep this or I should have it displayed for a certain period of time or or maybe I should keep it and they'll like it in the future. And, and my answer is usually no. 
your children don't want their noodle art from when they were three years old, when they move out of your home. (laughs) And sometimes when you put it in that perspective, you know, you have to think of your child, even though they're maybe four or five, six years old, or, or maybe they're a 12 year old and they're really into some sort of beat art or or crafting. We have to think, okay, is your child going to want this long-term? And if they do want it long-term, what are they going to do with it? The odds are it's probably going to sit in a box. They're never going to open that box. And then your child's going to end up carrying this box of, I don't want to say junk, but age old art that's falling apart. And then they're going to have that guilt. And, and unless they're passed on the ways on how to properly, you know, declutter, they're going to end up carrying that box of art with them from house to house to house to house to house as they age. So I try to put it in that perspective for my clients when they have the struggle with their children's arts and crafts. And I just say, you know what? I think the best solution is you keep your key pieces that you really like. You can put them in a keepsake bin, especially nowadays. There's so many companies that specifically just make keepsake bins. So what I'm talking about is like a plastic tote and it has file folders in there and it's all categorized by age or grade or specific sports, sports certificates, things like that. And then your child only has one tote of very specific crucial art And then everything else I recommend that you trash or recycle. Exactly. And it saves them from keeping it for so long and then feeling bad about throwing it out. It just creates this value of, no, I should keep it. It it just, it's a bad guilt and this habit that, not a wrong habit, but this. What's that guilt? Yeah, I get it. So do you have any set rules to follow as to what to keep and what to toss when it comes to arts and crafts? Yes. So my rule is you toss 95% of it. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I know, I know that sounds harsh. And, and a lot of times when I say that to my clients, sometimes, sometimes I, I get a very slow nod and they're thinking this, this lady's out to lunch. I can't get rid of 95% of my children's art. But, but you have to think, especially with the younger years, I want to say like, you know, seven and under, there's a ton of art that they go through, especially if they're at preschool or they're at daycare. Kindergarten is very tactile, right? So I feel like that age group and lower, there tends to be a higher abundance of it, especially if you have a child who tends to be a little bit more, you know, into arts and crafts naturally anyways. I think you just have to be quite ruthless with it. And just keep in the back of your mind, will little Sarah want this when she moves out when she's 18? And and most of the time when you remind yourself and you ask yourself that question, that's where my client will go, okay, all right, you're right. Like, I understand it. Yeah, I don't think she's going to want boxes and boxes of noodle art. And, and, and I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that, you know, over time it'll fade or it'll tear or it'll rip in time anyways so we have to take that into consideration which again those keepsake totes just work and benefit so fantastic because it's a plastic tote and it's so well organized and and, you know it can preserve the art a little bit better what I do suggest as well to my clients is try a coffee table book so I actually just had a client a couple weeks ago and her daughter 
refused to get rid of any of her art and and her mom was just like well i think it's time to re- to recycle it or put it in some sort of bin or something so i suggested a, a, a midway ground so how about we scan these photos scan all of your art and what we can do is we can digitize them so then it's a photo and then we can make a really cool coffee table book for you just a really hard cover something that's very nice very classic and then she can have that with her that's a lot smaller and condensed for her to carry on throughout her life. And if she's that married to it, she can flip through those pages and she can see that artwork that she did as a child. And then it's a fun coffee table, you know, conversation piece. When you've got people over, you can have it with other books on your coffee table or in your bookshelf. You know, as you end up having children of your own, you could say, oh, this is some of the art that I did. You can pull it a nice coffee table book. And you can, you know, you flip through the pages with your children. So that's a little bit more of a condensed, nice version of a keepsake item. So luckily we were able to convince this, this, uh, she was was probably 10 or 11, I'd say. And uh, it took a little bit of tweaking, but I worked on her and and she was happy with it. So we made her a coffee table book. So we haven't gotten in the mail yet, but I'm hoping that she, she really loves it. So, and that, you know, that's just another alternative to it. So there's a company called Archive, A-R-K. T-K-I-V-E. They're a fantastic company. You can, they've, they've upped their services. So now you can actually just order a box and they'll ship you a big old box to your house. You could put all of the art that you want made in the book, throw all the art in that box, ship it back to the company and they'll make the book for you. So they'll take the photos for you. They'll scan it and they have creative designers and they'll put it in a specific type of order to make it flow. So it's very very intuitive for them, but it's also very creative, right? So then, you know, there's so many different types of services now that we can do stuff like that with. So those are my options with arts and crafts. That's awesome. You don't even have to create the whole like scrapbook yourself. You just send it off and they make it for you. Send it off. $39. Boom. Wow, <laughs> it's fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. And the idea of making that kind of a book, even if you want to make it yourself, you can even have a picture taken of your child holding their drawing so you have a memory of what your child looked like or their how tall they were or what kind of clothes or what the you know the style was that even makes a nice like kind of album as well yeah and I mean like and I even say to people if they don't want to have a a company and you know because sometimes it can add up based on like what the book ends up doing you can easily just do a Costco book you know, use the, use the scan to PDF or scan to a photo you can off of your phone. You really don't have to get too crazy about it. And you can take pictures of the, the pieces of art. You can upload them and you could print a Costco book. And that could be your tape, coffee table book, right? So there's so many different ways that you can do it. But it's just a lot less overwhelming for someone who's moving out of their childhood home. And we're giving them a box of really heavy heavy papers in a cardboard box that looks like it's been in the garage for 18 years and saying, okay, let's start your future of your new home. Let's clutter your home. Now let's move the clutter from my house to yours. Right? So we're trying to, you know, break those habits. So yeah, kids papers can be touch and go with some, with some people. And again, it's just, it's just habits and it's just changing your mindset. Exactly. No, I get it. A box filled with papers and old macaroni is not is not as appealing as a nice book. I get it. I get it. <laughs> You're telling me you don't want old macaroni, Sonia. You don't want to whip up a pasta dish. <laughs> I'm just saying the book sounds more appealing. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. 
it's funny. <laughs> this was part one of my interview with Christy. Be sure to check out part two of our conversation for tips and tricks about kids' toys. Until next time, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's SOS podcast episode. Find me on my website at www.sosblog.org and on Instagram and share my podcast with others and help me spread the word about organization.